0: Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. At first I was a Catholic girl, loved the mass, I watched the swirl of smoke from candles burning. Blessed, plus I love my uniform. So did the boy who lived next door. But something changed when I became of age, and all those things I thought were true. Someday I'd break.
1: Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Dowter Five or Larry Rhodes. Uh, we're on live on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is October 3rd at 7 p.m. Uh 2018, of course. And uh, if you're not listening to us at 7 p.m. on October 3rd, then you're listening to a broadcast. I mean, a podcast or a rebroadcast. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, we don't have Wombat with us today. He had to work tonight, but River is our guest. Hello. Say hello, River. Hello. Okay. Good, <laughs> <Dead>, didn't I? <laughs> anyway, um, this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour, and uh, in this call-in talk radio show, we're about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences, and conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. If you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and I'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show break. Also, did you know that there's an atheist call-in television show broadcasting in here in Knoxville? Oh, I did not know that. Did you not know that, Riff? I might have (laughs) forgotten. I think I've seen you on that show. Yeah, Yeah. And it's been broadcasting in Knoxville for eight years, and nobody knows about it because it's uncomfortable. Uh, community access TV. But anyway, if you uh, happen to have a TV and you're on cable or something, you can switch over to uh, channel 192, I think it is right now. Let me check and make sure that that's the right information. Yep. Uh, well, Charter, channel 192, but on Comcast, it's channel 12. The show is called Free Thought Forum, and it's Knoxville's first and only atheist call-in television show. And you can actually communicate with them. You can talk to an atheist online, on TV, and then have a shared later if you want to. You can call in with a pseudonym if you like.
2: We do
0: exist.
1: And we do. We do. And the Atheist Society of Knoxville has over 875 members now.
0: Well, that's up are ap-
1: Yeah, we're approaching 900 members now. And that's only one group. There's also the Rationalists of East Tennessee, the, um, uh, what is it? Well, we have a local chapter of Secular Student Alliance, right. and then there's the uh, Sunday Assembly that meets uh, like a church does, but it doesn't celebrate a God, it celebrates life. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about each of those later on in the show. And of well, what you might have heard from Steve Martin, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there, and you'll be hearing them on this show and generally on the station as I have put them in rotation so you never know when an atheist song might just pop up on your radio, as long as you're tuned to this radio station, of course. <clears throat> anyway, so Riv, you brought us a topic tonight, what, do you, what would you like to talk about?
2: Well, uh, you know, kind of a combination of uh, emphasis on critical thinking and um, uh, and slippery slope.
1: Slippery slope, I know that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I also know a little bit about critical thinking, but tell us what you mean. Well, for instance, let's say you hear a
2: claim. You know, Someone tells you, you know, uh, I have a dog back home. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, it's easy to believe.
2: Sure enough, it's very sure. common.
1: Dogs? Yeah. yeah I've we, got a dog.
2: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. We uh, have a couple back at home, actually, staying mm-hmm. with a family um and even in me saying that, that's also believable to have multiple dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Or feline overlords in the case of cats because they, <laughs> yeah. they really let us, they tolerate us as long mm-hmm. as we feed and water them. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah so They'll um, grace us with their presence. Exactly. <laughs>
2: that, the, the Egyptians, they were on to something. Yeah. <laughs> they were ahead of the curve. Um, but if I said I have a, um, use a classical philosophical example, if I have a a uh, ethereal, intangible, weightless, and uh, otherwise indistinguishable. indistinguishable from not being there. Dragon in my garage, it doesn't hold the same water as saying I have animals. Typically. I'd believe you. Oh okay.
1: well, well, <laughs> I, well. I have a. I wouldn't lose anything. I wouldn't. I, lose I, wouldn't, lose, <laughs> I wouldn't be. Able, I wouldn't have anything to lose by saying, "Sure, you got one. Okay, no big deal."
2: Right. But, right. Hmm. Right. Which goes into. Excuse me. How much does it cost in the sense of integrity and the situation?
1: How much do your belief cost you if you if you buy into some of these things?
2: Right, and it varies. Yeah,
1: you know? definitely. Uh, in this case, um, it wouldn't cost you anything, but unless you said, uh, Oh, my, my house is on fire, my dragon's in there, would you go in and, <laughs> and uh, rescue it? Well, that would, that would put a price on your belief, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. You would uh, you would have to at least risk something, even if you didn't lose anything. But that's not your point. I mean, that's not well, where it, you're going. So it is the a, dragon. It
2: is a good point, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just basically to evaluate what people say, regardless how much you want to think what they're saying is true. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to fight back against that Yeah. About, yeah.
1: yeah. You know. What if What if they said that uh, if you told me that. You know I had to give you a certain amount of money to maintain that dragon or right. to to spread the word to the other people in the world that you have a magic dragon at home mm-hmm. and uh, and that maybe you know if you, if you wouldn't mind sending your son by every once in a while okay. to ha- to mow my yard yeah. you know or or clean my my house you know then you've got some some uh, costs involved, and the the belief should be withheld until you have evidence for it right. And uh, if there's, if it's another, wise, other than intangible, or not, other, not anything other than intangible, then you have nothing to show. Um, I mean, like I could say, if it's a fire-breathing dragon, then I should see scorch marks in the in the room that you profess to keep him in. Oh yeah, but he keeps it under control. Right. Or I should be able to dust the floor with with talcum powder and be able mm-hmm. to see his his footprints. And, oh, he,
2: he floats. He floats, flying. he's always
1: floating, okay. He doesn't have to sleep sometimes, yeah. no, he just... Yeah, floats all the time. He's a floating individual, uh, invisible magic dragon.
2: Yeah. Well, what about a param- uh, to detect heat signatures, right? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't emit heat. He always matches the room temperature. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, all of these are, <clears throat> are are claims that you would, as a skeptical thinker, would think twice about and not accept until there's you know, tangible evidence to show it, especially if there's cost associated with it.
2: Right, and, and it's interesting in media and movies. You see this all played out, and you know you get into the movie and you see the plot. And if, if it, because it is a movie, there's a suspension of disbelief there, and you you know you, you just enjoy. I would say the movie for the movie's sake, mm-hmm. the things that are warranted to be skeptical about people in the care you know the characters in the shows are skeptical about in some cases. Right. And then it's frustrating because they're made out to be like the villain. Because they're the ones who are exercising due diligence and and you know in questioning claims that have a have a price and so on and so on. all right
1: and and a lot of people i'll bring that subject up i'll say what about uh, this movie you know the the guy in there didn't didn't believe him until uh it was proven that it was true right you know he he was wrong not to believe no he was right exactly. <laughs> not to believe until the evidence was presented now he was he was incorrect saying that it didn't didn't exist but he would you know his position was well founded until the evidence was presented and then he was justified in changing his mind and accepting it
2: isn't isn't that the process that the summarization of being an atheist is that it's just not being convinced of the claim.
1: Yes. That's all there is. It's mm-hmm. not
2: saying right. there is no God.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. There is no Christian. Because you don't want to say there is no God because that's making a claim which, which you have to provide evidence for you made now. Avoided, made a positive I, I do not say there is no God. I say I don't believe in any gods. Uh, I find it a very compelling case that one could say there's no God, especially if you're talking about a particular God. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that has uh, mutually uh, conflicting uh, supernatural powers uh, like if he he's omniscient but he has free will right. because if if he's omniscient then he knows every decision that he's going to make from now on until the end of the universe but at the same time if he's got free will he should be able to change any of those decisions and make any other actions that he wants that would violate his knowledge of the future but that's so uh, conflicting
2: well, there's actually something here that...
1: Uh, By here, you mean on your phone? Oh, on my phone, sorry. <laughs> For yeah. our listeners who can't see here. <laughs> <It's>,
2: <laughs> right, and so this is something I made a couple of years ago. It's uh, it's kind yeah. of a long little thing, but yeah. the, the five-point can be aggressive with omniscience and free will and everything. Um, now, physics, of course, the preamble. In physics, you go into hard determinism, and uh, everything being chemical reaction... And then you go into compatibilism as, well, you know, you have fluctuations, you can make decisions, they're not certain. But regardless how you fall on that that spectrum, something that does come to mind is uh, omniscience and free will in the sense of maybe not libertarian free will, which for those who don't know is the notion that you can do anything you want at any time um, with no restrictions other than what is around you. But there are other factors at play. You know, right. You, you have circumstances you're not aware of. You have physical locations.
1: Well, you have your history too. You have your right. upbringing and your na- right. nature and nurture, as it were.
2: Exactly the way the you were raised. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, either way, you have your cognition. Mm-hmm. So, but here's a kind of a quick five point thing. And this, this is, this is. I still feel it's quite accurate. But I want to add something at the end. If omniscient... Okay, so premise one. If an omniscient observer exists, it must necessarily know all things past, present, and future. Premise two. If free will exists, all agency must necessarily act with volition according to internal and external stimuli. P3, following from P1 and P2. All agency is known and therefore, if all agency is known and therefore predetermined, then P4, following from that, agency with free will cannot exist with an omniscient observer. Therefore, in conclusion, P5, free will is necessarily impossible or an omniscient observer does not exist.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. And I think that's basically the point I was making a little earlier. But the thing about it is uh, I usually make the point in this direction. I usually say if God is omniscient, then he knows everything you're going to do. And if you, if he knows everything that you're going to do, then you can't change it because he, he knows what you're going to do. It's destiny his fate is right, to happen. Right, But it gets even worse than that because if he's really omniscient, I mean he knows everything in the world, then he, or everything in the universe for the end of time, mm-hmm. then uh, he can't change his mind because he knows every single action and thought he's going to have for the rest of the universe and he has no free will.
2: It becomes a paradox.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And Mutually conflicting.
2: Right. Yeah. And then you have and then you have the aspects of to, to go maybe as to borrow some other religions for comparison right um i, I like to use the example of an, an asatru for odin odin says uh some paraphrasing that um the first lacostation the first accostation shall be met with clemency the second with a warning the third with blood and then so you have
1: uh what's an what do you mean by accostation
2: uh, Offenses, um, Offenses. striking someone, bothering someone. Harm. Yeah. Harm, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then, of course, you have similar things in Buddhism, right, where you go into the Buddha wakes three times. And then, you know, you have some similar things that are echoed across places. Um, And they have, you know, they're polytheistic. Right, so
1: mm-hmm. in a way, well, what do, Buddhists Buddhists don't actually believe in or worship gods, right, right, right. You know, right. Buddha's not a god, right. Uh, but so, so well, uh, where do you where do you mean?
2: Well, I guess more maybe than, Hindu. Well, Hindu, I guess I was all going off going off the aspect of Asatru, how right? you have these uh, different, you have Thor and Odin and so on and so on. Yeah, and they actually provide some kind of explanation if you wanted to go down that route of we can blame this on this and this on that. Something vile happened. Okay, blend Loki. Uh, so, you know, it rained. Yeah. You know, well, so men have
1: been doing that for
2: right. millennia. Volcanoes, mm-hmm. Yahweh. Pat,
1: Pat Robinson do, does it every week on TV. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: A tornado was God's punishment for homosexuality. Yeah. Uh, mm.
2: One of the recent ones, it was uh, wasn't there a prayer to try to make the hurricane uh, beer, swerve? Yeah, swerve.
1: Beer. Yeah, he he prayed a, a a prayer on his TV show to since he's in South Carolina to have it veer off to the left or to the right, you know. So he wasn't really, at, you know, at the point of saying, you know, I'm praying for it not to hurt me. He's right. saying, not hurt me and hurt someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I found that fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean, morbid, but... Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, if someone's Excuse saying,
2: me. okay, I know this harm is going to come to me, but just you know let it go to someone else friend yeah. it goes back mm-hmm. it goes back to jesus on the cross of you know let, let before yeah. that let this pack let this cup pass to someone else mm-hmm. however let that will be done so it it was like an accepting okay this is happening
1: yeah but why why even bother i mean if god right. if god is going to do what he wants to do mm-hmm. and you're good with that why bother Why why pray Right, yeah.
2: exactly. And intercessory prayer specifically, where right. you're wishing mm-hmm. for something that affects the yeah. master plan of
1: whatever you imagine yeah. God to be. I've always considered intercessory prayer, particularly, to be witchcraft, hmm. because you're you're using ritualized words and, and postures and sayings, uh, and settings to beseech a supernatural being to come and do your bidding on this plane. That's witchcraft, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. You are. You are in in, canton, in a mm-hmm. way, right? You are. In which is doesn't the Bible preaching and preaching writing, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: So you have. And you said earlier at the beginning talking about the specific type of characters. If you look at characters who um, people, for instance, talk about. There's this one interview uh, questionnaire. It was, it, was an interview, it was a. It was a debate with Doctor Doctor Craig William Lane Craig, famous. Yeah, cosmological argument apologist. Apologist, yeah. Right, that's his thing—the cosmological. And then he, Matt Dillon he talks like talks about a lot, lot about this. How he starts out with one premise and then by Chumps. pulling in all these other things, gets down to You just don't get there if you actually mm-hmm. follow the yeah. premises. But so he, Dr. Craig was on a debate against someone else. I forget the name. Um, mm and the question asked to him does not science that like he was british does not science account for all things ostensible or something like that and and they said oh i'm glad you asked that because i had a list of things and then so and one of the things he said was In even if i were to concede that that uh that god brought is responsible for all evil which i don't accept for a moment but wait a minute mm-hmm. it says in isaiah i mm-hmm. think it's the verse yeah um, oh, God. I create the evil, and I bring forth the evil, and create in, in, in the light, and bring bring forth all these things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I,
1: I, your Lord, do these things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, well, no, it says it directly in the Bible that you mm-hmm. do these things. Right. So,
1: and if all was, if all was uh, blank and quiet before he created anything, then anything that proceeded from that is is his creation. You know, theoretically, he created everything, including. All the angels and all the demons and heaven and hell and all this other stuff. Uh, he's ultimately responsible for everything that came into existence or happened since then.
2: Right. It's been said that...
1: According to the, Christ- the theology.
2: Right. It's been said that uh, the very... In so many words that all things are sustained every moment by God, right? Well, it, it's just, it's just yeah, I hear that. Holding uh, it all together. Mm, holding yeah. it, all together. Yeah. it all together. Yeah, he's
1: holding your feet on the ground when you're walking, you know, that type of thing. Right. Um, one thing that about, you mentioned the mm-hmm. argument, co- cosmological argument, cosmological uh, argument. There are several other logu- mm-hmm. uh, arguments about, you know, design, uh, origination, creation, you, all I, of this stuff about so basically where did this come from, or how did this get here. All of that appeals to a, a generic mm-hmm. God, right. a God, not the God, not Christian God. It could easily be a Hindu God or Muslim God or, um you know, any kind of Raelian god, um, Could
2: be the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but what, I, uh, Utah is what I'm trying to think of. A Mormon, Mormon god. Mormons, yeah. yeah. There's, there's all kinds of gods in there. And, I, and we've got a phone number here. And if you'd like to join our conversation, you can call in at 865-333-5937. That's 865-333-5937. Phone line is open, <laughs> not multiple. Yeah. But um, if you'd like to call in and join this conversation, I'd like very much to invite somebody who who can bridge the gap between a Kalam comes from logical God and your God, the specific God of your religion. I have not heard anybody ever one attempt it or two actually do it.
2: Well, the, the one thing this is the one thing that Doctor Craig goes on about is that he will say, "Okay, so he gives the he gives the so let's let's break it down for people who don't know the cosmological by itself argument. The cause the cosmological argument states that mm-hmm. essentially uh, that every everything needs a creator essentially.
1: Well, they've and, actually changed it from its original form. The original right. form was everything that exists. Uh, had a beginning or right. a creator. Now, because so many times, you know, us atheists, us troublemakers, <laughs> will say, "Well, who created God?" Right. You know, if God created everything else, who created God? Well, then they've changed it to jump around that goalpost and right. move that goalpost to everything that had a beginning. Right.
2: You know, and eternal, and it wasn't ever really created. Was right.
1: Present. Right. And they always say he always existed. Well, here's the thing: they've never proven he exists at all. But they're already giving him an attribute. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, uh, yeah, I know how a big, I know that how, what is it, Bigfoot's mate and their family, uh, structure is, is oriented and how they, how they travel, you know, uh, the hierarchy involved without ever proving that Bigfoot exists. Well, that's what, that's what Christians and, and Muslims and, uh, Hindus and all of these people are doing it there is, it's called begging the question right. is when you put the an answer in your question that you're trying to propose to prove the question <laughs> to prove right. the, the object of the press question
2: it's just like because I know this about you I can presume that yada 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 and then so that's when wait a minute you don't even know that about me what are you talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it's, it's just
1: but it's even worse than that because no evidence has ever been presumed uh, 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 to, I mean, has ever been presented to, for a God. Let me take another subject, your soul. Okay. You know, Everybody in, in pretty much every religion believes that you have a soul, that you do not die when you die. In other words, your soul goes on. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's so many attributes that are given to that soul. One, that the soul can survive your body. We have no idea that a soul exists, much less that it can survive your body. Two, that it contains all of your memories and personality separate from your brain right. now that's never been proven so that's three things the soul exists never been proven the, that it lives after your body dies that the, you know all of these things are they're just saying that it works and then they say uh, again number four it lives forever not just lives but lives forever and. It can go to certain metaphysical places that exist just for that soul to reside in, yeah. which have never been proven yeah. or ev- any evidence ever given for it.
2: Well, and there's, there's four things. Actually, every single one of those things jumps out at me. One, right, in, in regarding a soul itself, it, it existing, right, some people might look up, oh, I know that, that case, that person was on the table and their weight dropped whenever, at the time of death. Mm-hmm. Well, as we came to find out that it was the gases leaving the body.
1: Well, we don't know what it was. Uh, we have absolutely no idea. And to to premise that it was a soul, when they've never proved that a soul exists, right. you know, it's just something like, you know, uh, um, a four-headed uh, mini-dragon left him
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> instead of a soul. There's no proof that any four-headed mini-dragon ever existed. Right. But we can't s- then plant that in uh, in uh, a missing gap, basically.
2: Well, means to investigate
1: it. Right. It's- Right. That was, anybody want to look that up on the internet, it was, uh, Dr. McDougall and his soul has weight experience, okay. uh, experiments, excuse me. You can check that out and see just how awful of an experiment that was. He only had like four bodies and he was using, uh, weights and balances that had to offset the, the, uh, the the weight of a human body so you can imagine how tiny uh measurements would be really hard to come by and that reminds me of the
2: inaccuracy it might have been related maybe in a similar way mm-hmm. the way that uh physicists were freaking out a couple of years ago uh whenever i think it was around the time cern was up and running that somewhere they they measured this distance this light particle and that it had gone, it had clocked in faster than the speed of light, and people were freaking out, rightfully so, because oh, physics just mm-hmm. got turned on its head. Yeah. Well, after the, as I understand, at the end of it, it was it was down to an, an inaccurate error. Because one of the plugs wasn't. No, no, I, I,
1: something I, like I understand that that could happen. I mean, it probably has happened in the history. But there are quantum particles that's True. Tr- that come through our atmosphere, and we can occasionally me- measure them, and they're moving at, to us, is faster than the speed of, of light. Because they have traveled from the edge of the universe, edge of the. the well, what do you call it, the atmosphere, okay. down into the depths of the earth in a certain amount of time. And if they traveled that far in, a certain, in that amount of time, then it was faster. But That's the true. thing you got to remember is when you're moving that fast and you're moving nearly uh, a large portion of the speed of light, time dilation takes place. So the if you were riding on the photon <laughs> or right. the, the particle, right. then time was moving just fine for you. Right. But it was a relation thing. That's where true where you would see it as moving faster, but they wouldn't. Matter of fact, another thing that would blow your mind if you <coughs> excuse me. If you look like off to the east and see a star and then you look way off to the west and see another star, like both of them on the horizon, then they're basically uh what is it, twenty eight billion light years apart because the the universe is fourteen billion light well that means that, you know, the the universe is at least that big. But what gets me is that those particular things are moving apart faster than the speed of light, away from each other.
2: Space itself.
1: Space itself is actually uh, enlarging mm-hmm. and pushing them, basically, carrying them away from each other. But since space is a measure of speed, you know, distance is a measure of speed, and, and taking that all into consideration, uh, uh, locally they're not moving that fast, and over the the uh, the whole space of the uh, universe that they're not exceeding the speed of light. I mean, they're not breaking that that speed limit.
2: Right, they're moving relative to their parameters
1: and the space itself, right. which which we have to use to get the speed.
2: And so, well, it, so it, pulling off of that, you said the soul. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you said the soul, and then the the and then the memory. The memory comes to mind. So. It's interesting because, and this goes into a whole thing with Lord Berkeley. He, philo- he was a philosopher back in the uh, oh
1: no, we're <laughs> off into philosophy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's a couple of centuries ago or something, and he had this idea of uh, idealism,
1: mm-hmm. and he was idealism, ide- idealism.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And essentially, it was that uh, nothing exists outside of the mind and other minds themselves. And this yeah. was this was a head wrap because there's so many ways that people challenge them,
0: mm-hmm.
2: challenge it, and his constantly his device. Well, you're just validating my point mm-hmm. because everything we're you know we're discussing is taking place inside of minds.
1: Yeah, you but know? that doesn't mean there's not an independent, objective reality right. between us.
2: And there's all kinds of ways they try mm-hmm. to the challenge. And uh, I forget the name of it, but someone there's a famous little there's an internet meme that has it embodies it. That has someone, one of his uh, interlocutors, kicked a rock and said, "I refute thee, thus." Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and just little things like that. Yeah. And his explanation, I believe, was that, well, that's fine because we're sharing this experience, and you perceive that you kicked a rock, but really, it's just all her mind. So he was, he made this unfalsifiable yeah, thing.
1: But uh, I think he just. Um... <laughs> Creating his own universe in his mind. Well, the reason but, uh, well, And not the way he's thinking. <laughs> right. I need to take a break okay, in a right. second. Okay. Um, I'm going to take just a second break. Or actually, about five minutes. Uh, give our voices a break. We're going to turn on the air conditioning in here because it's hot. And we have to keep it off while we're talking or it'll overwhelm the microphones. Um, this song is a, I promised you an atheist song, and here's one by Shelley Siegel. And it's called Saved. And we'll be back in about four and a half minutes.
0: Say that I need to be safe. Say with me the devil got his way, I want to know how when you are praying, when you are do-staying, how you think you know that someone is listening to what you are saying. So you think that you to tell us how to live our lives, never quit. I need to hear the truth. The sales pitch of eternal life and eternal you. All these blessings you are bestowing upon the one you say is all knowing. Or are they really deserved? If you're sending me where you say I am going. And so you. i you questioning the songs from which your moral core derives. You think that suffering is part of some great plan that's been devised. I wonder. it's any of your business. You're listening to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to join in on the conversation at 865-333-5937. That's 865-333-5937. And now,
1: back to the show. Digital Free Thought. Radio
0: power. Simply the best.
1: And we're back. Okay, where were we? Uh, you were talking about a philosopher.
2: Right, so Lord Barclay, Um Idealism, and the reason why I mentioned it is you own all minds, only exist, and but how are they sustained, right? And one of the things that was asserted, is, and how this has to do with memory, I'll get to that, was that everything must be sustained by a constant observer, otherwise they 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 don 't exist, you know you turn the corner yeah. you know, and then so that was of course asserted to be an, an all seeing eye you know a God of some sort, mm-hmm. but then you said, okay it doesn 't have to be that it could be that if you don 't see them, someone else sees them, and there 's always someone to see something, therefore it always exists, but again it 's unfalsifiable, and it goes well, further well
1: away. let's say that uh, i i don't buy into the course i don 't buy into that. But let's say that uh somebody discovers a new star Mar, you know does that mean it didn't exist for fourteen billion years, and he just happened to be looking in an empty piece of space, and then the universe said, "Oh, we need a star here for him to find and exactly. create one and just nah. and that but now everybody can open up their telescope, go to the sky mm-hmm. coordinates, and find it, but it wasn't there before, it wasn't there yesterday? I, you know, I, I find it hard to believe. I mean, I don't give any credence to it. Right. And, but the thing about it is, one of the other things about this is he's invented a reason for his God to believe, I mean, to, right. to exist, and then used that reason to say, see, God exists. Yeah. And it's, he's uh, defined God into existence. And I've seen, okay. you see this a lot on the internet. And, it's, and in this case, again, it's a generic God. You know, because, and he can't make that leap from a generic God to a particular God, because right. nobody ever tries. They just say, it's like the God on your money, you know, in God we trust. Every religious person looks at it and says, yeah, my God. Okay. <laughs> when, it, you know, it could be any God or no God, or you know, any God we've never heard of that's in 16 galaxies over or something. It just <laughs> drives me crazy.
2: Wasn't well, a funny thing about when that was introduced back in the 1950s, uh-huh. 1960s, when you had the uh, added to the currency, the legal tender, and then you had, and God we trust, on the flag added, not the flag, yeah. the pledge. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: back during the uh, McCarthy era and when everybody was, you know, even the the lawyers and the senators and the you know, congr- congressional people were trying to say, we're a god of the country, we're not like them communists, well, you know we believe in God, let's put it on the money. And you know they enacted it, and it's been on the money ever since, it ever since had, the fifties.
2: Yeah, such ramifications I don't think they foresaw, but it's interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh, so, in regards to memory and 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 the, the idealism and everything, goes back to Plato and soul making theory, right? Soul making. Soul making theory. We had this match. There's this heavenly self, and there's this earthly self. And they are destined to meet, uh, and that's like again
1: it, they're they're inventing right. their uh, their conclusions yeah, basically.
2: It's it's right. It's a baseless assertion, but it it was made, and that's why we got this ideal soulmate. Right, mm-hmm. it breaks it breaks into our lingo, and from that you have this ideal dualism. Right, you have your soul, which is some essence of. It's not even clearly defined. Is the problem you have this some essence of yourself or something, and then you have your body. You have dual. You have basically have dual mind body uh, existence, uh-huh. and that goes into memory. So, let's say you were to clone someone, right? Well, you let's let's say we've already been cloned some small animals, you know, uh, sheep and, and pigs and, and rice and mice and everything, right? So aside, and rice, you
1: can clone uh, rice, right, <laughs> right? Exactly right. And aside
2: all the you know the ethicality of you know, all the things that are being done. It's a proof of concept that we know can be done uh, with very results. And that being said, um, memory is as of yet not replicatable because memory itself is the process of laying down myelogen in your brain when you do anything. When you experience anything, You, you it's it's the active cognition and every time you think about something, you add another layer onto that aspect, mm-hmm. the specific yeah. nano location in your mind, Adding more myelogen. That's a very intricate layer.
1: Yeah, and it's also a very physical, very objective yes. layer. It exists chemistry. in this world. It's chemistry. Uh, so many people would point to memories as ethereal or, or um, magical, almost uh, supernatural, uh, that exist outside of our body because they they're part of our souls and when our souls leave the body, you know, it's not dependent upon the body. But memories are pliable too. Over mm-hmm. time, I mean, yeah. uh, I know I know people who have had. Uh, they, they think they remember something one way mm-hmm. even though they were there and experienced it and all this stuff and then uh, uh, ten years later they remember it a different way um, I guess because they're used to telling it a different way mm-hmm. or they hear somebody else tell it a different way from their point of view and they've changed their memories a cultural uh, memories Mandela yeah, effect yeah There's a, there was a time when uh, this was back there in the 70's I think that uh, some people uh, some psychiatrists uh, there were some uh, evidence that uh child molestation had taken place and they so they started asking children you know are your parents molesting mm-hmm. you this is how it works you know they, they would touch you here that type of thing you know, and just trying to get them to you know to find out if they've been molested well the children would internalize that mm-hmm. and they'd come back and say you know after dreaming about it or thinking about it or whatever for a couple of days i say yeah you know yeah my dad used to touch me there and when it was it just flat was not correct and uh, people went to jail over that before they realized the mechanism that was going on, and the children were just uh, basically reflecting the questioner's question back to him.
2: Because they have a wild imagination, and they're learning, and they're, it's, it's exciting to say, "Well, what, what, what if this happened? And can you imagine this?" Right? Children are very receptive to input, especially you know when you can. Yeah. To yeah. It's said to learn like a child. If we could all learn like children anything, mm-hmm. we'd, it, it'd be amazing. We lose that ability yeah. Um, as we go through life. You know, learning languages as a child, very easy. And then, you know, you grow up with it and you retain it, but you the main, mean, depending on how complex the language is. Yeah. But, so, with regards specifically, I'm not sure if too personal or not, but... Uh, there's someone I know, quite personally, uh, who went through that exact same process. Mm-hmm. And another person I also know, quite personally, uh, called it the era of the social workers for that reason. And such person went through situations where uh, those other people were, I know this is being very ambiguous, but um, not giving away names of family or friends or anything, but uh, they went through this process and lives were ruined, you know, bail was set. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the cases were made. And so that happened. That that, that happened. And now, now this is an interesting point to to weigh in the aspect of critical thinking, right? If I just said that, how believable is it? Well, it's yes, it's a personal story. um, And I could, uh, but I'm lending it because I think it's relevant to what we're you know just mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah. But that being said, there's no way without going through you know history and look, looking at files online, verifying all this stuff,
1: or having an FBI investigation. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's timely, <laughs> um, uh, not limited in scope, uh, and uh, you know for whatever, however, whatever it takes to get to the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with me saying that right over the airwaves, is there a harm? in saying that person is lying and know it or okay well they're talking about an experience they had right the the costs and it just it just goes back to what we we're talking about earlier uh do skepticism of claims being made and when, when you when you're young and people instill the fear this place called hell and the whale and the national team uh-huh. or if you're in other cultures it has different descriptions of it right that is a claim and that is something that has a lot of impact and you grow up with it and
1: it changes lives yes it controls lives in many cases
2: huge cost
1: to having that belief Mm -hmm.
2: and there's nothing that we have we have no way of tangibly testing right anything about The,
1: the time to believe something is when the evidence is presented or when the evidence comes to light until that time you're perfectly justified in being skeptical of a fantastic claim especially one like that which includes life after death right uh, it's we we as a, as a people have no problem at all uh, conceiving that everything on earth that's alive will die and that's it gone kaput except us
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: not us <laughs> Yeah. You know, when we die we're going to keep living and forever and you know of course that plays right into the hands of the clergy because they can then say oh yeah but there are good places and bad places and if you don't do what I say and what this book says you know you're going to end up in the bad place Right. and of course with that line of thought they can make you do all, almost anything yeah it's interesting and the proof is in the pudding I mean religion is all really? over the world make their people do outlandish and terrible things. I'm sorry, go
2: ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I just, yeah, it's that fear of, you know, it, it's like, uh, to quote the late Christopher Hitchens, when he talked about, at least in North Korea, you can uh, explicit die. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so mm-hmm. you, you You can know, get out of it by dying. You live under this brutal concentration camp ridden, I mean, facade regime
1: yeah with the the president being an actual god according to yeah, their who
2: doesn't defecate yeah, who yeah. go down the list it's it's uh-huh. almost chuck norris mm. really <laughs> a legendary you know yeah. it's like evil chuck norris is what mm-hmm. i think of him mm-hmm. but
1: or uh yeah um,
2: uh, but at least
1: they uh, don't have to endure that forever
2: right they can eventually i mean it's morbid but you know if plenty of people live their lives going back through mm-hmm. time you know time pre-recorded history people have lived their lives in horrible situations conditions and they die right that's you know, the overwhelming majority of happens throughout if you look at the timeline of history mm-hmm. it's only relatively recently when we have a technology to uh, compensate for our you know our our vices and how we go about the world and and you know lose my words for this but so many people have lived and died and that's just the history of of biological life and yet uh, the notion that out of all of that we're the ones who forget the people who just got you know washed away in, in the flood, forget about the people who you know, all the uh, uh Mr. Richard uh Stephen Fry was uh talking to uh was, he was an interview with one of one of the cat of one of the uh fathers I think and he was asked like if you had a chance, you let the Lord at the gates, what what what's the first thing you would ask him? And so Fry came out immediately and said, How dare you? know what's with this making children children born with with worms that eat out eat, from the, it, yeah, eat their, their eyes. eyes what's with that what's with you go down the list of mm-hmm.
1: children cancer
2: yeah no. but it all has a purpose mm-hmm. it all has a purpose but guess what if everything is known all this was known to happen mm-hmm. and trying to defy that is fruitless so right. you get into the back of this paradox and it becomes nonsensical to where you're just telling yourself what you want. They tell yourself yeah. to be comfortable with the moment.
1: Yeah, and what makes it even more complicated is, you know, there's omniscience and omnipresent and omnipowerful, but that now they try to add omnibenevolent
2: right. to that's, it, that's
1: which makes it even harder to accept uh, evil in the world or uh, good things happening to bad, um, vice versa, bad things mm-hmm. happening to good people, right. or children getting cancer or hor- uh, uh, tornadoes and hurricanes you know, devastating uh good people. Um, so you can't have it that way. It's just not that way. And if you actually read the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, you will find that w- when God generally interacts with people, it's not good for the people. Right? Right. <laughs> he's not. He's not acting from a position of love, um, especially in the Old Testament. I mean, whenever he, God comes into the picture, people die in groves, droves of yep. people. Uh, that can't be moving from a position of love.
2: Right. And, and some people would say that, well, what about, okay, you're going from the argument of evil. That's, I can knock that down in a moment. I can I can make a still man of it, knock it down. Okay.
1: straw strong man?
2: Well, no, a still man.
1: What's a still man?
2: A still man is the strongest position you can make of your opponent's position. The opposite of a strong man. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so someone might think they have that down pat. But let me throw in this curveball. It's not really a curveball. It's just comparing natural evil to um, the kind of uh, intentional evil, right? You have earthquakes, you have hurricanes, you have uh, geometric activity, right? You right. call that natural evil,
0: yeah.
2: right? And in that, it's interesting because some people might say, well, you know, even stepping past some kind of paradox of free will and omniscience, somehow they square that away. somehow. You're still left with... Well, you need to learn from your lessons. It's only what to make you strengthen, right? Soul forging goes back, it, ancient philosophers would say that you, you're born with these, you know, inherent... Blank slate. Right. And, and, then you've and got part it. of the living experience is to build you up. So even if they want to say that, everything has a purpose, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the purpose of um, the recent hurricane uh, hit um, Puerto Rico? and uh was there over... tsunami in tsunami. indonesia yeah 3000 people uh-huh. um not Died. 16 as mm-hmm. some people would like to think it is to protect their ego mm-hmm. um you know what what lessons did they learn they're just dead
1: right uh well it's for the people around them see
2: now of course yeah. of course yeah, yeah. it's small price to
1: pay what's even worse is if you think that uh you know if we send people to prison we don't keep them there forever we and when they're in there we try to uh, give them work that will make them a better person we try to reju not rejuvenate uh rehabilitate rehabilitate right but think about uh when you go to hell there is no lesson to be learned there is no, no trade to be picked up and it goes on forever it's just you're there simply because god wants to punish you forever and ever at the worst possible way with no redeeming value until time itself ends and you know that? What kind of a God would do that? Especially a loving God. What even? What kind of a loving God would have a would tolerate a hell to exist? Right. You know, it's just uh, there's so many conflicting things about this this Christian God, and then most of the other gods are the same way. The ones of the uh, the Indian gods, like Hindu Hindu mm-hmm. gods, they're like the old uh, Norse gods or Greek gods, where they're like it's really like a what a soap opera. Right. you know they can they can work against each other and they can work against people and they you know it, you have a, a society basically that can be chaos right but if you've got one god and he's responsible for everything that happens and he supposedly has conflicting um parameters you know yeah
2: nature's yeah, god is the same as he always is yeah, and everyone right, changed, right, how never does that square that way and
1: how, yeah how did he change from the old testament god to the new testament god he's all the same god right but he certainly doesn't act the same way.
2: Right, and then some people would say that, well, it's the Trinity. You get away with it, the Trinity. The Father, the God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And then you have the Council of Mac- Nicaea came together mm-hmm. under the order of one of the
1: Caesars. Constantine, the, I think. Yeah,
2: uh, and, and basically said, okay, well, you're not leaving this room, this whatever constituted a meeting area, a room, whatever, mm-hmm. a gathering yard, until we square this out. Let's get this religion down pat. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, how do you express it? And mm-hmm. then you have the Trinity yeah. theory. Yeah, And so it, it wasn't inherent
1: in the texts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no mention of the word Trinity anywhere right. in the, in that's the, the Bible. that's just taken as the
2: narrative. Yeah. yeah.
1: And before everybody points to the Bible, you know that um, I mention this almost every show, uh, King James wrote more than one book. Did you know that?
2: King James, no. no.
1: Yeah, the Bible, you know. He authored, he didn't have it authored, he had it translated, but one book I'm pretty sure he did write, and and it's the only other book under his name if you go online and search for it, it's called Demonology. So basically he wrote two books on demonology, <laughs> 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 or authored, or, or commissioned two books. It reminds me
2: of... Uh on a gamer sense, right? So for a small bit of fun. That reminds me of Decker Kane mm-hmm. in the in the Diablo series. Yeah. He has this chronology of all the demons of mm-hmm. hell and mm-hmm. all the angels of heaven in their great eternal war. Right.
1: It's, it's How can you even have a war yeah. against God? I mean you <laughs> yeah. could blink him out of existence, you know, in two seconds.
2: Yeah. Well, well even in the, in the D C there's these seven necessary wave functions that for instance destiny and, and and death
1: and mm-hmm. uh But then you're talking in, gods, pretty right, much right. like in the Greek means. Right, right. uh There's one uh in the Dream series too, you know. His sister is death and his another sister is chaos, I think, another one is delirium. Right. And, delirium and, uh, is uh, yes, Sandman is yeah. the series. Yeah. yeah. Sandman, right, yeah. not dream. Yeah. But yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy it. If you if you like a good graphic novel and you don't mind some horror mixed in with it, uh, you should uh, read the dream. A little oh, touch, touch, Santa, of science, Santa. Santa. touch of science. Touch of wave wave functions. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's very entertaining. Yeah, it's fun. Now, uh, I was going to say something. But oh, I forgot.
2: maybe hit a really quickly hit on the slippery slope, right? Oh, when yeah. Is, when, is it, when does a fear become to the point you should buy into it because it is substantial, or you should hold judgment on it and say well now you're just making leaps you're reaching because there lacks substantial evidence to think that this is a warranted fear Mm -hmm. right the slippery slope and you see that all the time in politics you see fear-mongering right well you see it on
1: what do you call evangelical Mm -hmm. preaching you know um pat robertson's really bad about it Right. You know, describing a terrible, terrible thing, and then giving you the cure. Then that, I mean, that's why you need to give us money. You know, we spread the gospel. And, and it always comes back to giving us money, which is the bottom line. Why does God need money? Yeah. <laughs> why does God need a spaceship? <laughs> well,
2: isn't I mean, I mean, by by, by by some accounts, really the central centralized banking systems ever since the centralized uh, the federal the federal banking act federal federal. Banking, act of whatever it's called, 1913, mm-hmm. essentially established centralized banking. Uh, and ever since then, of course, Nixon era, we went away from the gold standard. And so all the other countries developed their own centralized banking system. And now pretty much the whole world, might have some exceptions, pretty much the whole world effectively runs on a fiat system, fiat being faith. We rely. We could use. We could. Replace. We basically
1: uh, compare our currency with everybody else's currency. That they do the same thing.
2: Right, and we, it's it, it's not backed. by... Well, I should say it's not backed by something. Here's the irony to it: we could replace all the currency in the world with sand, and as long as people trusted that sand would be upheld wherever they went, mm-hmm. that'd be fine. Or the bananas, that'd be impractical.
1: Mm-hmm. But a lot of just, time at the beach.
2: Right. It just <laughs> well, that's that's a month's worth. But the thing with fiat currency now is that the USD, the US, the currency, essentially backs. It is kind of the current. It is kind of the the upholster of the world currency. So when US when USD currencies fluctuate, mm-hmm. the world fluctuates. So that's why there's so much hubbub about other tariffs because it affects everyone in a negative way. And oh, and so yeah, I got to off
1: on the else well, uh, well, topic anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you were talking a slippery slope. I think how we got there.
2: Right, right. So, right. So someone would say, "Well, we uh, take take government for instance, right? You have regulations, right? I would say you need regulations for a lot of things, but maybe too much regulations is too much. Not enough is, is not enough. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line? Right. And when mm-hmm. people would say, "Well, if they come for this thing, they're going to come for everything. Well, where is the evidence for that? Right, You really have to evaluate historically what seems likely and what has good, fruitful evidence that shows, okay, well, because of this and because of this, we can mm-hmm. did, we can infer maybe being generous about it or even deduce this was the cause of this and this might be the cause of this. You could speculate, but don't ignore the problem by saying let's not regulate this because if we, if we do regulate this, it's going to cause a tidal wave, and there's going to be anarchy. No, yeah. there's nothing found uh, to suggest that.
1: Yeah, at least with uh if we have standards and, and uh, regulation, at least that's kind of like a pulse, your finger on the pulse of the economy, and you can you can then uh, adjust it up or down and see the effect on the economy and see how it affects it, and also read it through time, like we we've been able to read it back to the 30s and 40s to be able to see. You know the effects of certain policies, right? Uh, and we can ignore them at our peril. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we come up about three more minutes. You have any final thoughts?
2: Um. Well, I guess aside my line that I haven't been in the show in quite a while, uh, but um, I would say you know regardless of you know if people feel you know maybe it's they might feel antagonized sometimes by people pointing out things that are inconvenient for them to hear it test their you know test their faith and everything i would say i would say look past what you think is the case you know in your religion or your books or whatever people tell you and look at what your actions take and how they affect people today that you can measure and how for us to have this conversation now, we relied on people in the past to build a foundation that allowed us to have this conversation. We and stand on the
1: shoulders of giants. We're
2: perpetually mm-hmm. standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. And so we need to constantly pay that forward to future generations. Help people make the world at least as as decent, if not a better place for future generations. You know, so my uh, always slogan is I still it's I modified it somewhat from Gary uh NPR he he retired some time mm-hmm. ago but uh uh Keith whatever I, I love the guy but um yeah do well uh do good work do, yeah he do good work, and I modified it to say mm-hmm. be well do good and think critically
1: be excellent to each other.
2: I took it most of the time, yeah.
1: sorry. it's <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, be excellent uh, to each other. That's yeah, good. That, that was River. Yeah, yeah, He's come on the show every once in a while. He's got a little bit of time and was able to come back. We hope to see him more. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this is Dr. Five, Larry Rhodes. Uh, remember evidence. Uh, the time to believe something was when the evidence presents itself. No evidence withhold belief. It's that simple. And don't worry about going to hell. Everybody's going to somebody else's hell. So don't sweat it. The time to worry about it's when hell and souls and sin and all that has been proven to exist and they've had 2,500 years and haven't done it yet. So don't sweat it. This is Digital Freethought Radio Hour. We'll sign out until next week. It'll be next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. See you there.